Tonight, diversity kills Halloween. Yes, you heard that right. Inclusion means the exclusion of a decades-long celebration for kids. And we follow the money on college campuses, and we find out why the kids aren't all right when it's Qatar who supports Hamas, who is also the country funding pro-Islamic propaganda being pumped into our best and brightest minds every single school year. This is your favorite night of the week, one night early, so that you can have a good Halloween. The Deep End on Tim Hatch, live. Yes, I did say that. So that you can have a good Halloween tomorrow night. And I plan on having a good Halloween tomorrow night. And I know some of you pray for me to come and see the light about Halloween. I understand that. Just check our content on Halloween on the channel. My name is Tim and welcome in for the deep end. Hit the like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell to get notified every time we go live so that you can catch up with our content every time we produce it. I'm so glad that you are here Tuesday nights where we do the deep end and we talk about the news of the day from a Christian world view, like I said, season seven, episode seven on the deep end on Tuesday night. Who doesn't love Halloween? I love Halloween and you should too. And I'm talking about taking your kids trick-or-treating friends. I'm talking about maybe a party with friends where you have, I don't know, punch and candy corn and you dress up as your favorite Marvel character or Disney princess or whoever you haven't canceled lately, you know, dress up as somebody and maybe just have a good time because life is too serious and sometimes we need to just chill out and relax with friends. And that brings me to deep end news because it turns out that Halloween is getting canceled and you won't believe who are the instigators of the canceling. Let's do it. Deep, 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 deep end news. The news you choose and you could choose news. Yeah, so I've been talking about this for a long time. The clash of civilization is real, my friends, and here we are. As I said last week, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, multiculturalism is a lie. You can't have multiculturalism. There's no possible way you can have East and West marry together and live in this, you know, peaceful, kind utopia. Turns out, all that happens is you end up removing anything that could possibly offend anyone at any moment. And that is the society that we live in right now. If it's offensive to 1% of the population or point zero one percent of the population then it must be canceled i mean that's the case with women's sports right the trans men or trans women whatever they are they want to play sports with the girls and so if they can't then they'll cancel or other people will get canceled if they oppose that and that is the case of our modern society and guess what found itself in the crosshairs you'll never guess halloween halloween is now getting canceled and it's getting canceled by interesting characters the first character uh on the anti-halloween list now are the muslims in america i just want to bring you news from the muslim world and this is interesting the true muslims believe that halloween is evil and if you need any more proof that you should have a safe family friendly and kid oriented halloween look no further than your nearest muslim fundamentalist it's on the haram list as in forbidden just listen to this bundle of fun who is talking about how islam is totally against any participation in halloween whatsoever watch are muslims allowed to celebrate halloween the the answer is no. Can they go trick-or-treating? Still no. Can they attend Halloween parties? Absolutely not. Can they wear a costume on that day? Absolutely not. If people give them candy, are they allowed to accept that? No. Can they give others candy? 
Still no. If a masjid holds a event or party on the day of Halloween as an alternative and they give candy, is that acceptable? That is absolutely haram and that is not acceptable. Anything that comes under celebrating that day of Halloween is absolutely not acceptable whatsoever. And the proof of all this is the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he said, Man That whoever imitates a people or tries to be like them, then he is one of them. And as we as Muslims, we try our best to not imitate the disbelievers and we don't try to be like them. We are supposed to be proud of our beliefs and our religion and our identity and our own celebrations. Yeah, well, so he ends with a smile because I guess all of the Muslim fasting and Ramadan and celebrations uh, and prayers uh, to Mecca and to Allah are so much fun that you don't need candy. I beg to differ based on the recent reports of what Muslims are doing all across the world. But uh, yeah, over at MuslimMatters.org, Org. You can check it out for yourself. Uh, this festival is not for you and me take, talking to young Muslim children about Halloween. And one of the children says, I wish trick-or-treating were allowed and I don't get why it's wrong. It's just for fun. Well, you put Islam over culture and uh, there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. It goes on and on like that and says, talk, and, and basically says, you know what, you can't. You can't have any fun at Halloween if you're Islamic. So think about that next time, fundamentalist Christians, when you're chastising me for partying on Halloween and I do a nice clean party with friends on Halloween and I'm sorry if that offends you but agree to disagree right we can agree about the big things and please I'm begging you stop praying for me okay just stop <laughs> and so here's what's happening though in left-wing progressive American states and this is interesting because guess what they're saying to the Muslims who say we don't like Halloween they're saying okay then we're going to cancel Halloween on your behalf. This is from the Detroit, Detroit Free Press. Uh, here's why Michigan School District is calling off Halloween and Valentine's Day. This is in East Lansing. Uh, principals at East Lansing Elementary Schools are canceling Halloween and Valentine's Day over equity and inclusion concerns raised by parents. Uh, it says down there in the article, each year along with the fun of Halloween parties and parades, we also have students whose families do not celebrate or feel comfortable with their children participating in Halloween festivities, the elementary principals wrote. We have young children who become overwhelmed and sometimes frightened of the costumes and others who come to school with no costumes at all. But ultimately, there is an underbelly here that they're not going to mention in the article because they're too afraid to mention it, and that is this, that there is a growing Muslim population around uh, particularly Dearborn and East Lansing, Michigan, where the Islamic uh, population is vocal. They vote. Uh, Dearborn, Michigan just elected a Muslim mayor last year. Uh, this is diversity. This is inclusion. This is exactly what the left-wing politicians have wanted in our country right now. And so what does it cost us? It costs us great cultural heritage, such as taking my kid out trick-or-treating or having fun in my public school with the kids dressing up for Halloween. Guess who else is against Halloween? That's right, friends. The diversity, equity, and inclusion peeps. Yes, all in the name of inclusion, we are going to exclude Halloween from the community. So tons of articles there on the screen. Uh, Superintendent New Jersey. Uh, this is Orange County, New Jersey, Maplewood School District. They believe ending, ending Halloween celebrations will help them move forward in building equity, fostering inclusion, and building a sense of belonging throughout the schools. Now, you belong so long as you don't celebrate Halloween. 
Isn't it kind of ironic that the very people who are talking about bringing people in are pushing people out? But that's what happens when you try to achieve the you know secular utopia that they all imagine in their minds. Uh, the news out of the, from the New York Post: Woke has killed Halloween. And notice down there in the article from the New York Post, the South Orange Maplewood School District said it believe, it decided to ban Halloween celebrations after asking the question: Is promoting school-sponsored Halloween activities creating indirect and unintentional? financial hardships for students and families. So some kids can't afford candy and their families can't afford candy. So guess what? Everyone should stop doing it, which is, by the way, a very clear picture of socialism. You know what socialism does? It makes everybody equally poor. And so in this case, Halloween gets canceled because the social you know, progressives, the DEI squad, believes that everybody should be equally bored. And that's where we are in our country going, at least right now. This is out of Massachusetts. WBZ reports Northboro schools change Halloween festivities, festivities to promote equity and inclusion. So you you have the Muslims and the DEI squad partnering together to bring down Halloween. You cannot make up 2023. It is literally an episode of Seinfeld. But this article states there is a frightening debate unfolding in Northboro over Halloween traditions spanning back years. This week, school leaders from Northboro uh, sent a letter to parents detailing changes to Halloween traditions for students. The students would not be allowed to wear Halloween costumes uh, or parade throughout the ha halls. Uh, in their letter to parents, school leaders said they would instead participate in a full in a fall themed spirit day. So kind of like what the what the traditionalist Christians do. Instead of having Halloween, we have a harvest party, which I always found funny because we all know that it's really just a celebration of Halloween, but you're gonna call it a harvest party. So if we just stick a different name on top of it, then it's not technically celebrating Halloween, but we all know that it is. I mean, you can disagree, but you're having it at the exact same time and usually in the exact same day as everybody else. So, you know, I guess if you want to call it a different name and it makes you happy, you be you. That's fine. Uh, this is not just happening in New Jersey and Massachusetts. Also, uh, out of Chicago, this is the Evanston School District, School District 65 in Chicago. They said they will stop Halloween celebrations Parents, some parents calling it ridiculous. They're moving away from it. The reasons are twofold, as the statement below says, which provided, which was provided to Yahoo Lifestyle, explaining that Halloween festivities may alienate and exclude students and staffers who may not celebrate for various personal or religious reasons. Now, remember, when this country was predominantly Christian and most people went to church and a Christian church at that, Halloween was no problem. And as I've explained on this channel many times, it's because strong Christianity, here's the truth, strong Christianity makes you able to celebrate things that are not overtly occultic, not, you know what I'm saying? Not um, tied to these pagan gods. Why? Because Christianity sanctifies them. Okay, we've done this with every other ho holiday. We did it with Easter, Easter. I know the history. I've studied it. I get it. You don't have to explain it to me. I know it's pagan in its origins. I totally b believe that that's true. But what Christians did, the Catholic Church in particular, they said, we're going to take your culture and we're going to absorb it into the church and we're going to redefine your celebrations to point to Christ. And then they took winter solstice and all the pagan festivities of the darkness day of the year and they turned them around and sanctified them and said, we're going to celebrate the birth of Christ because that's when the light came into the world and the darkness started to diminish. And this is what Christianity has been doing for 2,000 years. 
I say let's do it for Halloween. By the way, it's All Hallows Eve, All Saints Day, where Christians remember the people who died in the faith. And on the night before, we celebrate those people because they are still alive in the presence of God, right? I mean, do we believe the Bible or not? Because if we believe the Bible, then we should have a day where we honor those who died in the faith as our dead saints, brothers and sisters. And you can do this as a Christian, friend, because Christianity separates you from all of the pagan ideology of the world. Now, I totally understand. If you've been saved from the occult, if you've been saved from exposure, you know, explicit dark practices of witchcraft or Wicca or new age philosophy. And you say, I'm sorry, pastor, no matter what you say, I can't touch it with a 10 foot pole. I totally support you. I, I agree with you. And I think you should stay as far away from Halloween celebrations as you can, because there is some measure of tie in there, right? We're still in that point. But you probably celebrate Easter. And the reason why is because generations before you had already done that work of sanctifying that holiday. And I think we need to, as Christians, fight for the re-sanctification of Halloween. Call me crazy. I know. Not everybody's going to agree with me. I think we can fight for the re-sanctification. Let's bring it to a place where we can say, hey, it's an opportunity for you to dress up as Moses, dress up as Mary. Why don't we, I don't know, show the world that we're Christians with our costumes. And how about show the world with the, with the fact that we can get together and celebrate and give kids candy and have a good time and not be so dour and serious and depressed all the time. I mean, isn't life depressing enough? Isn't the world chaotic enough? Can't we just bring back, not get rid of some nice family fun? I need it. You need it. And let's sanctify it. This is what the church has done. By the way, every Christian is technically a former pagan who has been sanctified by the blood of Christ. Your skin is the same. Your hair is the same. Your body's the same. Your eyes the same. Your visual appearance is basically the same, but you've been sanctified. We don't get rid of you because you were a pagan at one point. No, we see you sanctified and new in Christ. So what we've done with every holiday, we should do it with Halloween. I know not many people are going to agree, but, but this is why I say multiculturalism cannot happen. Un, un, amazingly, the, the people coming for Halloween are the DEI and inclusion squads and the Muslims. What an interesting married pair they make. So fundamentalist Christians who eschew even the harmless activities of Halloween that bring ch children simple joys such as trick-or-treating and dressing up as Captain America and getting, you know, outside for a day and off of their iPads so that they can go trick-or-treating. I mean, perish the thought, right? Um, you're on the same side as the Muslims and the DEI squad. Anyway, I, I like to say it like this, diversity making life equally boring for everyone. Pretty soon they're going to get rid of every holiday because someone in, I don't know, East Lansing, Michigan, found a way to find Valentine's Day offensive. So now it is no longer celebrated anywhere. Now, on the flip side of this whole argument, and I'll even do the work for you, uh, those of you who oppose me right now, I like to actually do research for you. And, and you could bring me um, an example like this one from Church by the Glades in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. This was their service. Uh, this was their church service last weekend. And we'll just scrub through the video real quick and show you how they decided to bring Halloween right into the church. Watch. Come on, somebody make some noise this morning if you're grateful to God. Church, you can be seated. Wow. I mean. Welcome, everybody. 
even know what to say. You worshipped so well. Y'all did. It sounded beautiful. Let me make a couple introductions here. Uh, my name is Morticia Adams. And this is my Uncle Fester. Come join the dysfunctional family. Hi, Cousin It. Cousin It. Let me Oh my gosh. This is worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to scrub because I'm going to get dinged by YouTube. And you're confused. Now, here's the pastor, David Hughes. And if you're a guest, if you're a guest and you're confused, welcome to the weirdest weekend of the year at CBG. I acknowledge the fact it's a little bit out of the norm, a little different, but we're having a little fun. We embrace the, uh, the fun and the spooky of this season. And I'm going to tell you why in a few moments if you're confused and wonder why. Uh, you know, w when the pastor has to open up his message with if you're confused if you're wondering why you're wasting precious time pastor <laughs> to preach the word of god to people uh, i i mean every second counts up there on the on the weekend every second counts in the in the in the assembly of the saints get to christ get to the scriptures open the bible don't bring that stuff into the church. Have that stuff on the side, outside, like normal people, like we used to do like 10 years ago. Is it that hard to just have a real clear barrier? Like have your Easter egg hunt after church, not in the sanctuary, right? You know, like exchange gifts on Christmas after church, not during the worship event. I, uh, so I get it. I understand why some Christians are like, I'm done with Halloween. I don't do it. Look at the churches are going. Yes, you're right. Some churches go way too far, like Church in the, by the Glades. And I, I, I appreciate Pastor David Hughes. I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about the guy. I think he goes way too far too many times. But, you know, there, there, there's got to be a middle ground. My point is there's got to be a middle ground where we can just get our kids off of a screens for a night to have a good time as families. My word, it wasn't that difficult in the 80s. We did it pretty darn well. Uh, anyway, moving on. Something else that we talk, need to talk about concerning the kiddos, and it has to do with you parents. You need to know something, and this is breaking news here on The Deep End. We brought it up on The Deep Dive last week, but I know a lot of people don't watch The Deep Dive. Shame on you, by the way. Shame. You should be watching The Deep Dive. Bible study is good for you. <laughs> no no shame. No shame. No guilt. Just encouragement. Watch The, watch the Deep Dive. But we brought it up on The Deep Dive about where the money is coming from for these universities to produce pro-Palestinian marches in the cities of America. And would you believe the Muslim Brotherhood government, the, run, the Muslim Brotherhood run government of Qatar is literally funding higher education in our country. Let's do parents need to know. On this segment of the deep end, I like to talk about things that matter to kids and parents because I have kids and I am a parent and uh, I have kids in higher education right now. So I want to talk about the funding of our education. And uh, this article I reported again on the deep dive last week 
from the free press. Let me tell you what the free press is before we get to the article. The free press is a new news organization started by an author that I actually greatly appreciate. Her name is Barry Weiss. Uh, she is a lesbian. She is married to a woman. I don't agree with her on many, many things. Of course not. But she is someone who is on the far left of the political spectrum of the political spectrum just four years ago. And she woke like she got real woke. Like she woke up to the, what the deep state was doing during COVID. She started a Substack, which became this news outlet called the free press. And she is doing work and you need to follow what she's doing on the free press because she's providing you real news. And I will do a little bit of that tonight with the free press because you need to know what's going on. This is news that you won't get anywhere else. OK, and uh, it's important that you understand what's actually happening in the young uh, of our generation. So the title of the article is Qatar's War for Young American Minds. The numbers are staggering. According to a 2022 study from the National Association of Scholars, Qatar today is the largest foreign donor to American universities. The study found that between 2001 and 2021, the Petrostate donated a whopping $4.7 billion to U.S. colleges. The largest recipients are some of America's most prestigious institutions of higher learning. These schools have partnered with the regime to build campuses in Doha's educational city, a special district of the capital that hosts satellite college, colleges for American universities. Now, here's what is happening. Uh, it goes both ways. Money comes to American universities from Qatar, a government that is largely supported by the Muslim Brotherhood, a, a literally terrorist wing of the Islamic religion. And uh, then that money is used to build satellite campuses of these institutions in Doha, uh, one of the main areas of Qatar. I think that's the capital of Qatar, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in, a, in, a, in an educational city, if you will. Now, how much money? Lots of money. I'll put this up on the screen. Uh, since 1997, Qatar has donated $103 million to the University uh, of, to the Commonwealth, sorry, Virginia Commonwealth University. Since 2001, $1.8 billion to Cornell. Since 2003, $700 million to Texas A&M. Since 2004, $740 million to Carnegie Mellon University. Since 2005, $760 million to Georgetown University. That's right in Washington, D.C. 2008, since then, they've donated $602 million to Northwestern University for a school of journalism. Do we want the Qatari government paying the, the for the education of our young future journalists you you ask yourself what happened to journalism this happened money from terrorist supporting states sup went to the educational structures of our country then they spit out through graduation and garbage diplomas these kids who don't have any journalistic credibility and are beholden to a political ideology that's completely counterintuitive to the western to western civilization this is insane and you need to be aware of it before you send your kids to these schools so they have like i said campuses northwestern has a campus in doha texas a&m has a campus in doha these are these are terror sponsored states terror sponsored uh, state uh, terror sponsoring states and and they're getting campuses of our higher educational system in uh in in their country the article goes on and it says in some cases the universities cooperate with Qatar's strategic interests the Qatar campus of Northwestern, whose U.S. journalism school is ranked as one of the best in the world, signed a memorandum of understanding with Al Jazeera, the Qatari-funded news channel that has provided a sympathetic platform for Hamas and other Islamic groups over the years to help train its reporters. But are Northwestern's interests really aligned with Qatar? Al Jazeera aired a weekly program hosted by Muslim Brotherhood cleric Yusuf al-Karadawi 
uh, between 1996 and 2013, Al-Qaradawi was denounced by the Anti-Defamation League in 2013, the same year that Northwestern signed his agreement with Al Jazeera as the theologian of terror. In one 2009 sermon aired on the network, he said, quote, I will shoot Allah's enemies, the Jews, and they will throw a bomb at me, and thus I will seal my life with martyrdom. Yikes. This is who our higher educational systems are partnered with financially. These terror-supporting Islamic martyrs. And nobody's saying a word in, in the mainstream news outlets. This is why you've got to start finding your news elsewhere. The article says, one of Qatar's soft power aims is to advance the ideology of the Muslim Brotherhood, the Islamic movement that spawned Hamas and the ruling party in Turkey. According to a 2021 analysis from the Washington Institute for Near East Policy, Qatar funds the International Union of Muslim Scholars, the clerical arm of the Brotherhood in 2017. Bahrain, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates imposed a trade and travel embargo on Qatar in response to its support of the Muslim Brotherhood. Doha's embrace of, the political, of political Islam is one factor that distinguishes it from its Gulf Arab neighbors who turned on the movement after the Arab Spring in 2010 and 2011. So this is alarming, to say the least, for over 10 years, no, almost 20 years in some cases, the the highest powers of, of education, the highest centers of education in our country have been getting money, foreign money, from people who literally hate us and our values. And I call it this. This is the undermining of Western civilization with Eastern ideology and Eastern money. Because what does Qatari have? They have oil-rich oil rich fields, uh, they have oil-rich exports, and they are going to make tons of money on our oil, uh, oil purchases and oil needs. And then they're going to turn that money into supporting different ideologies being taught into our, in our schools that will literally turn out students who are uninformed and ignorant of how civilization actually prospers and flourishes. This is insane, and you need to be aware of it for your kids' own protection. So, as I said on the deep dive last week, civilization cannot be sustained when parents lose authority over their children. That's Dennis Prager's quote, and that's not mine. But you think about you pay seventy-eight dollars to $82,000 a year to send your kid to Cornell, and then Qatari sends money to Cornell, and then you, before you know it, you have a, a, a Islamic Hamas terrorist attack in Israel, and guess who the kiddos from college are supporting? They're supporting the terrorists. They're not even supporting their own, their own roots of their civilization. Western civilization is built on the Judeo-Christian ethic, the Bible, the Jewish scriptures, the Jewish stories, and the Christian worldview has shaped and curated Western civilization as we know it. And now you have literally the undermining of that with Eastern dollars from terror-supporting state regimes. This is nothing new, by the way, for higher education. National Review reports that the U.S. universities received billions in unreported foreign funds. This is the Department of Education finding that there was a national security risk involved. Or Bloomberg reporting that Harvard leads U.S. colleges and received $1 billion from China. And you have to ask yourself the question, where's all the money going? Literally what happens, and hear me, young people who might be thinking about going to one of these expensive schools, they're going to saddle you with lifelong monstrous debt by charging you an arm and a leg to go to the school, then they're gonna take in billions of dollars from China and our other and other geopolitical enemies, and then they're going to pump you full of pro-Hamas Muslim ideologies, and then they're going to actually build remote campuses in their city centers so, so that they can basically take over the ideological structures of education. The Trojan horse is in the town square, America. Wake up.
Yikes. More on Qatar, by the way, from counterextremism.com. This report talks about the fact that Qatar maintains close military ties with the United States. At the same time, the United States has criticized Qatar for its purported ties to terrorist groups such as Al-Qaeda and Hamas. According to the New York Times, Qatar provides global, global Islamic groups with safe haven, diplomatic mediation, financial aid, and in certain instances, weapons. The United States has accused Qatar of allowing terrorism financing operations within its borders. The U.S. government has sanctioned several Qatari nationals for ties to ISIS and Al-Qaeda financial networks. Qatar, however, denies that it supports terrorism movements. Uh, of course they would. According to the U.S. Treasury Department, Qatar has openly financed Hamas, whose political leadership is also based in Qatar. Talked about that last night, last week on the deep dive. The Treasury Department also cited press reports accusing Qatar of supporting extremist groups operating in Syria. Other groups such as Al-Qaeda and ISIS have reportedly set up financial networks in the country. So what you have here is you have a weird money funneling project uh, right into higher educational system that is in league with the U.S. Treasury Department, the, the U.S. government, the U.S. military. We, we are going to kill ourselves if we don't wake up to this stuff. And, and you have to wonder what nefarious things that we don't know about. You know, you ever see that meme that's floating around the Internet where it says um, it shows the tip of an iceberg and it says government corruption that we know about. And then underneath the water is government corruption we have yet to learn about and so much larger. It gets you thinking that that actually is true. And I have no doubt that it is. But this is how you get teachers who literally cannot denounce terrorism. Think about this. A UMass professor was asked point blank, will you condemn terrorism? She could not say yes. Rachel Weber is a professor at UMass. This is a state-funded school, okay? Here's how the interchange goes down. Obviously, there's a kid on the screen there wearing a Jewish flag on his sweatshirt, but she's surrounded by pro-Palestinian students. And listen to this weak-willed teacher of a state-funded university. Watch. There's no explaining. Will you condemn terrorism? You're a professor here and you won't do it. Okay, but I'm Do you think not. the Hamas attack was terrorism to begin with? What's that? Do you think the Hamas attack was terrorism to begin with? I mean, <laughs> like, I think that there's. How do you how do you define look, as something that's in the, is that in the a freedom something that's in the Jewish Voice for Peace statement about this that like has really resonated with me is that reality all begins on when you start the clock, right? And so if you start the clock on Saturday, reality is going to look one way. If you start the clock, you know, in like the weeks prior, it's going to sound different. No, you're trying to justify terrorism. No, if you start the clock, you know, in 1948, it looks a different way. And so it's like it, so the first it's like you have to acknowledge that. They flew in on hang gliders and killed hundreds and thousands of people, and you won't condemn it. This wasn't a military operation, it was to target and kill as many civilians as possible. They've killed hundreds and thousands of people? Uh, it goes on and on there. Um, and then she talks about that Israel is occupying um, the Palestinian area, which is alarming for a college professor to say such a thing. She can't condemn terrorism. Then she talks about it depends on when you set the clock. Well, how about we set the clock all the way back to, oh, let's say hmm, 1900 B.C. How about 900 B.C.? I'll be generous and let's go back to the Davidic kingdom. Did they own the land then? I mean, depending on when you want to start the clock, maybe the land actually does belong to the Canaanites and we should find some Canaanites and give them the property for free. The point of the matter is, is that this is the kind of indoctrination that's happening in state-sponsored schools, state-funded schools, where you're going to pay 
exorbitant amounts of money to send your kids there. And then you're going to wonder why the kid that comes back from school is different than the kid that you raised. Or consider the story of Cooper Union College, where students literally marched down the hallways chanting a pro-Palestinian message and then, check this out, barricaded Jewish students in the library to the point where they had to call the authorities of the school for help. And guess what the authorities did? They did nothing. Here's the video outside the library. Okay, that's outside the library. Now let's go inside the library where a small group of Jewish students are literally scared for their life. Watch. Uh, yikes. One of the students reported that she heard chants of murder the Jews being shouted at her during the protests. By the way, Cooper Union has some interesting hire pra hiring practices. Evidently, one of the teachers at Cooper Union College in New York City is Shalane, Shalene Rodriguez. She is a professor at the school, and she was fired uh, from a different school for holding a machete at the throat of a journalist. Not dissuaded by that news, Cooper Union hired her. Yo, wow, wow. I don't know what else to say. It is abominable what is happening to education in our country, but the God of this world loves a uh, misinformed populace because that's how he can spread his lies. Remember, he is the father of lies. Jesus calls Satan the father of lies. When he lies, he's speaking his native language. And so when you find someone who's a liar, who's for uh, violence, who uh, openly terrorizes other people without restraint, uh, you find a member of the devil's house. Pay attention to what's happening all over the world because Western countries are starting to fall to Islamic ideals one by one. This is France, parade, fireworks, millions of people calling for a free Palestine. Look at how many people in France. France has fallen, by the way. Their airports had to be shut down like three times over the last month because of the terrorism threats that they were facing. This is London. London's, I think this is London Bridge. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. But a huge pro-Palestinian protest that literally took over a uh, major artery of the city over the Thames River there. Uh, alarming to say the least. Now, that's Western civilization. Let's head east, okay, where Russians are going full Nazi. In Russia, they're hunting Jews right now. They're literally hunting Jews in Russia. So some Jews landed at the airport and some Russians found out about it and they went bar barreling into the airport to find the Jews who had arrived in their country. Yikes. You say, how? I, how on earth could Hitler have done what he did to the Jews? Well, it's not hard to see that now, is it? Uh, the Daily Wire reporting very clearly on this. Mobs in Russia yelling, Alu Akbar, hunt down Jews, storm airport after flight from Israel arrives. Large mobs in Russia yelling, Alu Akbar, hunted down Jews in Dagestan on Sunday and stormed an airport, making their way onto the tarmac to attack Israelis who had just arrived from Tel Aviv. Uh, the North... 
uh, Kakas Republic of Dagestan is a majority Muslim region in southwest Russia that borders Azerbaijan and Georgia. It is an autonomous republic with the Russian Federation in Muslim areas of Russia's north. Kakas mobs raid hotels looking for Jews after rumors spread that some Israelis had moved there to flee from the war. This is Yaroslav Trofimov. He tweeted out mobs raid hotels looking for Jews after rumors spread that they had moved there or fleed there from the war. And there's the video of them going door to door in the hotel. Have no doubt that it can happen again. They posted a sign outside one of the hotels saying that there was no um, entrance allowed for Jews. By the way, <laughs> I've been to the West Bank in Israel. I've been to Bethlehem. That's where Bethlehem is. And I have seen the signs in Arabic written, uh, red sign, white lettering in Arabic. And it says, if you enter into this place and you're Jewish, you could be shot. Literally, that's what it says. So where are we headed when we see this happening right now? Nothing new. The most persecuted people on the planet for the last 3,000 years, Jewish people. And we say never forget about huge tragedies like 9-11 never forget but but our, our, our borders are wide open in the south and uh, we're letting who knows who in to our country by the boatloads uh, never again yeah right i mean it's just lip service we say never again to the holocaust but it's almost about to happen in eastern territories of the world right now and it seems like nobody cares or even our young people are supporting it um this uh, Yaroslav Trofimov also reported that a Jewish cultural center was under construction and was burned to the ground in Russia. And this, the graffiti written on it said, death to Yehuds or the Jews. So shocking to say the least, the anti-Semitism is on the rise all around the world is getting injected into our youngest minds in this country through Qatari and foreign money and the undermining of Western civilization in cooperation, by the way, with the pro-progressive kill your baby, marry whoever you want, have sex with whatever you want. People who just want freedom are going to find that their freedom will soon be canceled by the people who were always historically the enemies of freedom. That is uh, the Islamic jihadists. And all this to say one very simple statement. The same people who are marching and threatening are the people who want Israel to put down their weapons. Do you see why Israel votes in Netanyahu, who is an extreme Zionist? And I understand that. And he wants more weapons and he wants to make sure that Israel can defend itself. It's kind of like in this country when people say, as soon as this mass shooting happens, let's ban guns. Uh, you know how stupid that is, because I'm sure that the people who are committing illegal atrocities with guns will definitely hand in their guns once their guns are made illegal. I'm sure that people with no respect for the law will suddenly follow the law when they aren't allowed to have any more illegal guns. So the people who say to Israel, how dare you have weapons? How dare you defend yourself? Israel shouldn't be a state. Israel should disarm. Do you see why they won't? You need to know the reasoning behind their ideology and know they're not perfect. And I have already said that on this channel. No nation is. But by and large, their values align with our values. 
Western values, Judeo-Christian values. And we should support a well-defended Israeli nation. Because a couple more important reminders about this whole situation that we've been walking through for the past month. War involves army versus army and soldier versus soldier. That's what war is. An act of war is when you attack another military base, okay, as a member of a military of a nation. And no one faults nations for that. That's war. It happens, okay? It, it's not right. It's horrible. But that's what war is. Terror involves what Hamas did. Army versus civilian. Soldier versus civilian. And it's kind of interesting because people are saying, well, there's both sides. But we have the footage again, and I'm not showing it on the channel because I'm going to get dinged on YouTube, but you can look it up. The footage of the body cams of the Hamas terrorists invading homes, shooting women, children, grandchildren, um, reports about the, the pelvises of women being broken because they were raped so violently by members of the ter Hamas terror regime. Their own footage shows us this. And then we say, well, it's complicated. It's not complicated when you attack civilians and when they speak. They deny it. Then they, the spokesman get on television and say, no, we can't speak for that. Their video shows them doing it. And that is the news and that's what's going on. And you need to be aware of it because these ideologies are coming for your children. And if you're a parent, you need to protect your children. Uh, speaking of ideologies that are getting canceled, we need to do a follow up on something that I've talked about on this channel and radically shift gears to the R Disney live action remake of Snow White. It turns out that the whole movie is falling apart at the seams. And so let's do that in a deep end follow up. The, the, the deep, deep, deep end follow up. Okay, so this is complicated to say, but the Snow White reboot is headed for a reboot. <laughs> Remember, we talked about this when Rachel Zegler, the star of the new live-action Disney remake of Snow White, basically blasted the first movie and told us how bad it was because it was full of the patriarchy and Snow White had to be saved. How horrible from the man, by the man, you know, how, how horrible to be saved by the prince. Well, Disney got so much flack and pushback from that. They've abandoned their plans and decided to make the remake before it's made in the first place. And so this is the Verge um, website reporting. Meet the dwarfs from Disney's live action Snow White, which has been delayed. Uh, now, the article here talks about that it was delayed from March 2024 to March 2025. But the all the other news articles that I looked at said it's probably going to be delayed even longer than that. Uh, the reason being is because um, there's 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 a lot of cultural headwinds for Disney. Their stock is way down. People are not uh, buying their movies. And these uh, these reboots, these live action remakes are not as popular as they need them to be to make as much money as they want to make. But nonetheless, it's kind of funny because this is what happens in cancel culture. I am thinking back a little bit further to when Peter Dinklage, he's a, he's a little person, uh, star of, I think, Game of Thrones. I don't watch that show. Uh, he was on Elf. But anyway, he criticized Disney for making Snow White with little people in the first place, saying that that was uh, injecting the movie with harmful stereotypes. So what does Disney do? They acquiesce and they cast a group of diverse non-little persons to be dwarfs. And so what happens now is because all the little people 
weren't cast in the first place. They lost their jobs. And then the diversity, equity, inclusion people got involved and they gave the jobs to all kinds of non-little people. And then people got outraged because Snow White can't dare be saved by the patriarchy. Uh, now the CGI characters are coming in to replace the people who were hired in the name of diversity in the first place. And if your head is spinning, so is mine. But this is a lesson for all of us. Be careful when you get into cancel culture because you could be the one canceled next. Did you hear that, anti-Halloweeners? Did you hear that? <laughs> anyway, that's the show. It's short. It's a night early. And the reason why is because I want you to come back on Wednesday night for the Deep Dive Bible Study, which we will be having this Wednesday. Check out TimHatchLive.com for gear and wear. Support the channel, Tim Hatch Live, uh, the Cash App or TimHatchLive.com slash support. And when you support us, we support Project Rescue and the American Bible Society. And I'm so glad that you were here tonight. Happy Halloween. Oh, wait, no. One more prog programming note. Uh, 10 questions will not be this week. I know, I know, I know. I mean, I say it's the first Thursday of the month. Even the slide says the first Thursday of the month. We're going, oh no, actually it says one Thursday per month. So that's good. I actually covered myself there. We're going to push back 10 questions with Tim from this Thursday to next Thursday. So you have another week to get your questions in. I encourage your questions. Please bring them. It's one of the funnest times on the channel. And I look forward to chatting with you live. Other than that, happy Halloween and God bless. Mm -hmm.